Let's turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 13 tonight. Excuse me. 1 Corinthians 13. This is often known as the uh, love passage here as we think about that. But there's a couple of uh, important points that I want to make as we look at this area of spiritual gifts. See, few people, few Christians truly understand spiritual gifts, much less discover their gifts and use them for God's work. One of the most important things you can do after salvation is to discover, develop, and deploy your spiritual gifts in the service of God. Serving in the area of your giftedness is enjoyable because God has gifted you that way. And it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling experiences in the Christian life. Sometimes when we hear the topic of spiritual gifts brought up, we tend to think of the sign gifts. And these were definitely at work there in the book of Acts, especially in other places in the New Testament. As miracles were performed, healings were done, various uh, signs were given. And the Bible says that the Jews required a sign, the unbelieving Jews. And so God gave them a sign through those different kind of miraculous gifts that we see. But tonight we're going to focus on the serving gifts or the gifts that God has given to us today to be used to serve one another as part of the body of Christ. See, I believe that the sign gifts ended as the word of God was completed. 1 Corinthians 13 says this in verse 9, For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. The word of God had not been completed yet when 1 Corinthians was written. And until it was finished out in Revelation, we see these various sign gifts at work in the local church. So these gifts that we're going to study tonight are practical. They are ministry-oriented, that which we use in the church. These are serving gifts given for the edification of others. So first of all tonight, I want to take some time to give you an explanation of spiritual gifts. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4.10, As every man hath received the gift... Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Even if you don't know what your gift is, or you don't feel specifically or particularly gifted in a specific area, the Bible teaches that you do have a spiritual gift, a special gift that you can use to serve God. And these spiritual gifts are given to us when we receive Christ as our Savior, as the Holy Spirit dwells us, He gifts us for service. We're going to spend a little bit of time tonight in 1 Corinthians 12. If you want, you can turn over there. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. Uh, Romans uh, 12, Romans 8, other passages speaking about the gifts that God has given for us to use. This 1 Corinthians 12 says, verse 18, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body. Let's pause there. Who are the members that he's talking about there? He's talking about Christians, right? And he's put them in a body. What is the body? That is the church, the body of Christ. 
as it hath pleased him. So God doesn't give us the gifts necessary that we want. He gives us the gifts that he wants us to have as it has pleased him. And it says, and if they were all one member, where were the body? This emphasis here that there are a variety of gifts. In other words, if you had a body and it was all hands or it was all feet, that would be a pretty funny looking body. This is a body that has a a variety of parts together that make up the whole body. He says, but now are they many members yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Every part of the body is important. It's easy to look at certain parts and say, well, I could do without that one. Well, if you've ever hit your toe on the corner of a door frame, you know how important your baby toe is. Uh, If you've ever stepped on a Lego at night as you've walked through your house, you understand how important your foot is. If you've ever hit your thumb with a hammer, you know how important that thumb is, not just because it hurts, but you're reminded of all the things that you do with it. If you've ever injured a body part, broken an arm, broken a leg, all of a sudden you realize all the things that you used to take for granted that you were able to do that now become much more difficult because that part of the body is hurting. And so this is the example that we have given for us, that we've all been given different parts or different abilities that make up the various parts of the body of Christ. Verse 23 says, And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. In other words, There may be parts of your body, and speaking in a spiritual sense, there may be parts of the spiritual body, the church, that you may look at and say, well, that's less important. For example, there are a lot of visible parts of a church body, like a pastor, for example, or someone who's uh, serving in the nursery, or somebody who's working in the sound booth. And we may say, those are really important people that are serving in the church. I'm not really that important. What's interesting to note, though, is how important every single person is in the body of Christ. And even those who may feel like they're less important, I think the emphasis of this passage is is that you are extremely important to the work that God wants to accomplish. There are people that you know or that you will connect with or that you can minister to that perhaps no one else could minister to in the same way as you. There are people that God will allow you to connect with, that God will help you to encourage, that maybe you are uniquely gifted and qualified and set apart to be a minister to that person. I would say it this way in your notes there, letter A, you are a vital part of the health and strength of the body of Christ. It's easy to sometimes get to a point where you say, well, I don't know if anybody cares. And, and this happens to everybody, right? This happens to the people up front who are leading. This happens to the people who are sitting and, and maybe not doing as many things. We all can fall into that trap 
of thinking, well, I don't know if really I'm that vital. I want to encourage you tonight. God has a plan for your life. And when he saved you, his Holy Spirit has given you gifts to be used as part of the body of Christ. You are a vital part of the health and strength of the body of Christ. Letter B, you must steward the gift that God has given you. So if God has given to everyone a gift, everyone has this that is a believer, is part of the church, then you and I have a responsibility to use those gifts, to use those abilities, to use those special things that God has given to us to minister before the Lord. 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul says to Timothy, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. He said, Timothy, stir up the gift. Use the gift. Don't let it lie dormant in your life. Stir it up. Put it to good use. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If God, in His all-perfect knowledge and wisdom, designed you with a specific purpose, and God has put you in a place, and you say, I'm not sure exactly my purpose, I'm not sure how it is to be used, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you have a responsibility before God to take what God has given you to discover what it is that he's given you and to use it in his service. God has a plan for you. There's no extra people that don't really matter in the kingdom of heaven. God has a purpose for every single one. There's no uh, body parts that don't matter that we can live without. God has put them all uniquely together for his glory. And God wants to use you. So steward the gift. That means manage it well, use it well to serve the Lord and the body of Christ. The great result of using your gift is that others are helped. Your gift is not to bring glory to yourself. It's to serve others and to serve the Lord. Sometimes we try to use our gift in such a way that gets us glory or gets us recognition. The hand is not a part of the body just to get glory for the hand. It's to minister to the rest of the body. The foot is not there just so everybody says, wow, what a foot. No, it's so that the body is taken care of in a way that only a foot can do. And God has put you in this church to serve Him, to glorify Him, and to bring the unique gifts that God has given to you, not to bring glory to yourself, but to serve others and to bring glory to God. Church is not a spectator event. As the entire church family ministers to each other and to the community, the gospel changes lives. You're not just to be a sponge. You're to be a servant to give and to serve God and others. Spiritual growth also happens as you use your spiritual gifts. Because as you fully engage in the body of Christ, you are able to gain access to the health and the ministry that the rest of the body will provide to you. You ever thought about that? If a foot tried to exist on its own, it wouldn't last at all, right? It would very quickly uh, go away. Think of it like a toenail. As soon as you cut it off, it, it, that piece of the toenail, is, it's, you just throw it away. It's not any good. 
or sometimes they get stuck in the floor. I, I found them in here, believe it or not, fingernails and stuff. I, I stuck my hand down in between a couple seats a few weeks ago, and I pulled out a fingernail. I thought, this is gross. I guess they're not listening all the time, so we're cutting their fingernails. Don't do that, right? When you cut it off, it's no longer part of the body. It doesn't grow anymore. But when the body works together, when it ministers together, the body all is encouraged and blessed and grows together. See, growing in the Lord is not just about church attendance. It is living life as the church. Church should not just be something that happens on Sundays or Wednesdays. It's something that we live out all the time. The church is the called out assembly. It is the body of Christ. And yes, we gather corporately to serve God and to worship Him together. But then we go out as the church to minister in our communities, to share the gospel, to encourage one another. And it is a blessing when you see the church being the church outside of just this building that sometimes we call the church. I would challenge you, even in your own thinking, not to just get in the habit of saying, well, let's go to church. But say, no, we, God has called us to be the church wherever we go. And yes, we're going to come and assemble together as the church. But this building is not the church. This body is the church. All of us together are the church. As we come together, we learn to love God and one another better. We learn to love the lost who are around us. We learn more about God and His Word together. We learn more about each other. And we get to worship God individually and corporately. You know, it's interesting. Have you ever found that maybe you hear one person teaching or talking and you struggle to learn from them and yet you hear somebody else and it just kind of all starts to click and make sense? Because there are different parts of the body that work together to fulfill God's plan. That's why we talk so much about discipling one another because we have a responsibility based on the Great Commission. It says to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. We all have a shepherding responsibility to one another. That's part of the way the body ministers together. There are people here that you will connect with and be able to minister to better than I ever will. There are people in this community and neighbors that you live close to that you can minister to that I may never get the opportunity to minister to. And when the body all functions together, each bringing its unique gift and ability and submitting itself to the Lord, not bringing glory to itself, but to God, the whole church is encouraged and everybody can grow together. Let's not get to the place where we ever say, well, my gift is more important than your gift. My, my gift is more special than your gift. Yes, there are different gifts. Yes, there are different, maybe, shall we say, levels of those gifts and that some may receive a greater portion of a gift than another. But every one of us has the same gift that we've received, the Holy Spirit. And He then works through us in a way that He chooses to put us together to serve Him according to His plan. So an explanation of spiritual gifts. Number two in your notes, I want to give you a brief list of spiritual gifts. A list of spiritual gifts. Look over at Romans chapter 12. There in your Bible, Romans chapter 12. And, and there are several places here in the New Testament where we come across these lists of spiritual gifts. So I'm going to give you a list of seven here tonight. And these are all serving gifts, ministry gifts in the church. 
So I would say this, this list is not necessarily an exhaustive list, but this is, I would say, a representative list of gifts in the Word of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 6 says, Having then gifts, here it is, differing according to the grace that is given to us, different gifts, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth, on teaching. Or he that exhorteth, on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, with diligence. He that showeth mercy, with cheerfulness. So we have a list here of seven gifts. The first one we see is prophecy. This is the gift or call from God to preach, to proclaim His Word. These Christians are passionate about declaring the Word of God. Often we think of our our pastors as doing this, as proclaiming the Word of God, but this is not a gift that's just limited to the pastoral office, if you will. This is a gift that others may have in the church to proclaim the Word of God. If God's given you that gift, steward it well. You might feel nervous, though, to to use it because it may put you in front of people. But this is one of the gifts. Another one, ministry or helps. This is a desire to serve and to help God's people in a variety of ways. This gift often manifests itself through a passion to serve behind the scenes. These Christians love serving and helping to make a vision reality. I'm so thankful for people in our church who demonstrate this gift of ministry of helps. Often they're the ones who are coming early, staying late, working behind the scenes, doing things that you don't really notice that they're doing until they stop doing them. They're the people when they're out of town one week, you say, oh, wait a minute, how did we ever get that done without them here. They're the ones who, when they're homesick, you really miss them because they were the ones serving behind the scenes. Can I say, my position, somebody standing up and preaching is probably easier to replace than some of those ministry helps in a church. I'm so thankful for those who serve in that way. If God has given you that gift, that desire to minister and to help, to serve, to work behind the scenes, praise God for that gift. It's not a gift that may garner you lots of uh, accolades or attention, but it is an extremely important gift in the body of Christ. The gift of prophecy, the gift of ministry, the third gift he lists here in Romans 12 is teaching. Teaching. This is the ability and desire to teach God's truth and help people understand His Word and how it applies to their lives. These Christians love to dig into God's Word and make it understandable to the hearers. I'm so thankful for wonderful teachers, adult teachers, children's teachers, teen teachers, all kinds of different teachers in our church. Some of you may not even have a big class you're teaching, but you're a great teacher one-on-one with somebody else. God uses this gift in the body to bring about health as people are just systematically taught the Word of God taught how to apply it to their lives and to be able to live it out in a way that's pleasing the Lord. The gift of exhortation or encouragement. This is the ability and desire to encourage others in the Christian life. God has given us some great exhorters and encouragers in our church. 
They're the ones you know when they call, they're going to be ready to encourage you. You just can't wait to see them at church because they're going to encourage you and ask you how you're doing. God has gifted us with some who are great encouragers. These Christians love to lift others up with positive words and deeds. The gift of giving. The gift of giving. This is your fifth one there. This is the ability and desire to give to God's work and to God's people. It's accompanied by the provision to give. If God's given you that gift, that desire to give, God's going to give you the ability to do it. Yes, we often think of financial giving in a church, but there's so many more ways to give. Giving of your time, giving of your energy, giving of just your presence, being available to somebody. Often you see the gift of giving going along with the gift of exhortation or the gift of mercy or the gift of ministry helps. Understand that if God has given you a gift, He's not restricted to only give you one gift. God could give you a portion of several gifts. You may be stronger in one area, weaker in another, but God has given you the gifts that He wants you to have. The gift of ruling or administration. This is the ability to lead and administrate part of God's work. It reveals itself through natural abilities to organize, to think strategically, to implement a plan or to coordinate Teams of people. These Christians love to bring things to order and make things happen in God's work. God has given us people like that as well. As I look around at our church body and think about the people who serve here in so many ways, we have some that are great at organization, great at thinking through a process, great at trying to plan for uh, things that may come up and being able to work around those things. The gift of mercy. This is the God-given ability to feel the pain of others and to help them during trials. My wife has the gift of mercy, I believe. I'm thankful for that. I don't think that's a gift that I have, at least not as strong as others. But she's helped me. The Bible says she helps to complete you, right? And, and I'm thankful for a help me in that way. Those with the gift of mercy are naturally good at sympathizing and empathizing with those carrying heavy burdens. They know what to say and have a, a good manner about them, know how to say it. These Christians love to minister to those who are suffering. Now, I want to encourage you when it comes to this list of spiritual gifts. I already said this, God may have given you more than one. He may have given you more of one than somebody else. Don't be jealous of someone else because of the gifts God has given them. Because God has uniquely equipped you to do what He wants you to do. And understand this, just because God hasn't given you as much of a particular gift, let's say mercy, doesn't mean you shouldn't be merciful. Just because you aren't as good of a giver as somebody else doesn't mean that you should not give. Just because you're not as comfortable or as good at teaching as somebody else doesn't mean you should never teach and encourage others in that. There are gifts that have particular strengths for certain people, but then there are, there's just simple obedience to the commands of God's Word. He's told us to go and to preach the gospel to every creature. 
Well, that's not just for those who have the gift of prophesying and proclaiming the truth. That's something that is a command upon all of us as Christians. So I just put this in here as kind of a warning to us as a church that we don't get caught up pursuing if I have this gift or that gift to the point that we're not willing to be obedient to the clear commands of Scripture that are there in so many areas. So let me give you, as we finish up tonight, a challenge to use your spiritual gifts. First of all, work to discover the gifts that God has given you. If you've been saved, God has given you gifts that you can use to serve Him with. Ask God and ask other mature believers to help you to discover the gifts that God has given you. Ask the Lord to reveal it to you. Ask Him to help you to see where you have areas of strength. It will help you then to identify the areas where God has gifted you for service. And it's not wrong then, as the next one there, to develop your gifts. You may feel like, boy, I'd really like to try this, or I'd really like to serve in this area. We'd love for you to be able to have an opportunity to serve because you may have a gift that just needs to be developed. Does that make sense? You may have been given a gift that God has for you, and you just need to develop that gift to learn how to use it better, to strengthen that gift, to sharpen that gift, to focus that gift for His service. It's often, or it's very normal to be intimidated by the thought of serving God, especially with a gift. Because if you're like me, you don't want to walk up and say, well, I have a gift to do this, so I want to serve in this way. No, you're kind of going, I, I'm not sure, but I'd like to try this. That's a great thing about a body. We can come together and say, okay, you come to me or you come to somebody else in a particular area of ministry. I'd like to try helping out in that area. And then we all need to have enough humility to where if somebody says, you know, I think you'd probably better fit over here. You say, okay, I'm just here to serve the Lord and serve the body. And so I'll go where the Lord wants me to go. I'll serve Him in the way that He wants me to serve Him. But I know God has a plan. I know God wants to use me. So I want to be careful to be developing my gifts. Embrace the gifts that God has given you, even if it leads you out of your comfort zone. Remember, these gifts represent God's enabling. This is something special that God has given to you. He intends for you to use the gifts that He's given you. So do everything you can to develop your gift. Use it. Refine it. You might have to practice. Read. Study God's Word. The raw abilities that God has given you will mature and multiply with time and use. So discover your gift. Develop your gift. And deploy your gift. Get involved. Serve your church family. Use the gifts that God has given you to glorify Christ and to bless the church body. You... I love this. You are God's gift to the church. Isn't that encouraging? Maybe you don't feel like you're <laughs> a gift to anything. You struggle. You feel weak. You are God's gift to the church. Sometimes as, as a church, we have to humble ourselves long enough and understand when God brings people here, that God has a plan to use them. You may look at some people and say, oh, I can't figure it out. I don't know how 
God wants to use them. I think if a body, a church body, is trying to glorify the Lord, then we ought to come together and pray that God would give us wisdom, how each person, how each gift, how each ability can be used for the glory of the Lord. Not look at some and say, well, I'm not sure what to do with them. They're kind of a strange person. They're, they're a little bit different. I don't, their gift is, I don't know if they really even have a gift. Well, are they saved? Does God have a plan? He does. Often we struggle, I think, in areas like that when, when it's somebody who just has a very different set of gifts than we do. God has given you a unique set of gifts, and when you run into somebody else who has similar gifts to you, often there's a connection there. Because you like some of the same things. You enjoy some of the same stuff, and you may look at somebody else in church and go, I just, I, I don't get them at all. I, I'm not sure how to work with them at all. Perhaps it's because God has just created them very different than He's created you. And that's okay. Because we're all different on purpose as part of God's plan to fulfill His purpose. So deploy that gift. Use that gift to serve the Lord. The blessing of using your gifts to serve the Lord and to serve the body, it's indescribable. It's so fulfilling to when you realize God created me and the experiences I've been through, the strengths that I have, the understanding that I have, the unique situations that I've been through, God wants to use that for His glory to see His church built. That's a wonderful feeling. Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, neglect not the gift that is in them. Don't neglect what God has given you. If you find yourself just coming to church, just, well, I went to church. We're not being the church that God has called us to be. Don't neglect what God has given you. If you're unsure of what God has given you, that's okay. That's normal. Ask God to give you wisdom. Ask a, someone who maybe is a little more spiritually mature, somebody who's walked with the Lord a little longer than you. Ask them to pray with you about it as well. Begin to look for ways that you can serve the body, ways that you can encourage others, ways that maybe you can even give or, or teach, or it may be a small thing at first, but look for ways to plug it and get involved. And the Lord very quickly will make it clear in your life where He wants you to be. Don't neglect the gift. See, if you're God's gift to the church, and if I'm God's gift, if we're all God's gift to the church, then when all those gifts come together, God does His work to build a wonderful body that is healthy, that's growing, that's able to minister to those when they're weak, when they're struggling, when they're hurting, when they're cast down. Able to minister to those who maybe stray off the path. Because you know, if you've been working as part of the same body and all of a sudden one of those body parts goes off a different direction, the rest of the body notices pretty quickly. But when people are not actively using their gifts as part of the church, that person may be able to just kind of drift away and nobody even really notices it. Because while they were here present in physically, they weren't really present in the sense that they were contributing to the body. If you want to be encouraged, if you want to be strengthened spiritually, commit yourself 
to following the Lord in obedience. Commit yourself to using the gift that God has given you to minister to others. And let others commit themselves to serving you in the same way. And in that, as we work together, we all get encouraged, we all get strengthened, we all get helped. And together we can grow into the image of Jesus Christ. I want you to look at one more verse with me, and I'll be done. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 says, verse number 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's our goal, to be like Christ. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive so that we would be like Christ, so that we would not be carried away by the things of this world. Verse number 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, there it is, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. You catch the imagery there? The whole body fitly joined together. That means all those gifts working together, all those different people working together. And he says, and that which every joint supplieth, every part brings its own strength to help the body as a whole, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. What's the effectual working in the measure of every part? That's the Holy Spirit working through each part of the body together to bring a great synergy as the whole body works and it is stronger together. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's what happens when a church is made up of individual parts, individual body parts, individual members who are all serving the Lord and serving one another, using their variety of abilities and gifts to serve God. In the strength of the Holy Spirit, the whole body is encouraged. God, after He created Adam in the garden, He said it was not good for man to be alone. God in the New Testament, through as He's teaching about the church, he, he tells us here through this passage, God did not create you to live a life for the Lord alone. He created you to live a life for the Lord together, in concert with, in community with, in connection with other believers who together, all of us, form the body of Christ. You by yourself, trying to become formed into the image of Christ on your own outside of the church, I would tell you, based on Ephesians 4, it's not even possible. But you and I together, as we walk together to follow the Lord with the Holy Spirit's power working in us as we are obedient to His Word, can together be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That's our goal. That's what He's called us to do. And may we use the gifts that God has given us to serve Him. Let's pray. Lord, thank You for 
your word and the teaching on gifts. Pray that we would take time to consider the gifts that you've given to each one of us, to discover those gifts, to develop those gifts, and then to deploy them, use those gifts in your service. Help us to be a church that is growing together to serve you. We thank you for what you're doing, the various gifts that you've already brought together in this body. May we be faithful to not neglect the gift, but to use it for your glory. We pray that as this body continues to grow and minister one to another, that we would be able to do a much better job of reaching the lost in our community. Lord, if we're not healthy, it's very difficult for us to be able to reach others. Help us to be growing as a healthy church and be able to then reach those who are lost with the precious gospel of Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.